Hello, and welcome back to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm Robin Smith, and this is Episode 7. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last episode. We finished with Principle of Miracle number 31, and we will pick up with number 32 right after we give a shout-out to our sponsor, Anchor. We'll be right back. And we're back. So let's uh, pick up with principle of miracle number 32. It says, I inspire all miracles, which are really intercessions. They intercede for your holiness and make your perceptions holy. By placing you beyond the physical laws, they raise you into the sphere of celestial order. In this order, you are perfect. So Jesus knows that we really are perfect and in the spirit realm, and he understands that we, as of yet, do not have a very clear revelation of that. Some of us are on our way. Some people have progressed much farther than than others in realizing that. I'm thinking like of Buddhist monks and stuff like that, where they understand the concept of oneness. And by honoring yourself, you're honoring others. And by honoring others, you're honoring yourself. So Jesus said he inspires all miracles, which are really intercessions. Now, an intercession, of course, is where someone goes and pleads on behalf of another or mediates to bring reconciliation. So Jesus inspires miracles to bring reconciliation to us of our holiness and our perception. So it says, the miracles intercede for your holiness and make your perceptions holy. So when the miracle happens, then we see that we are worthy to have received that because we received it. So let me start it again. I inspire all miracles, which are really intercessions. They intercede for your holiness and make your perceptions holy. By placing you beyond the physical laws, they raise you into the sphere of celestial order. In this order, you are perfect. So in this order, we are reconciled to the truth that in the spirit, we are perfect. And that's what it was talking about in in, uh, principle number 31. It says, at the end of it, it says, the children of God are holy and the miracle honors their holiness, which can be hidden, but never lost. So then in number 32, the miracle takes us, takes our perception and makes it holy by allowing us to see into the spirit realm. And in that sphere of celestial order, we are perfect. Okay, now principle 33. Miracles honor you because you are lovable. They dispel illusions about yourself and perceive the light in you. 
They thus atone for your errors by freeing you from your nightmares. By releasing your mind from the imprisonment of your illusions, they restore your sanity. Miracles honor you because you are lovable. They dispel the illusions about yourself and atone for your errors by freeing you from your nightmares. The whole basis of this work is that our physical reality, as we are living in our physical reality, we think that we're separate from each other and that we're separate from God. We're really not, but we had a thought of separateness. And therefore, we thought we became separate. And when we believe we are separate, then there's grounds for fear and hostility. If you remember, I talked about forgiveness being the removal of that fear and hostility. So miracles honor you because you are lovable. We have been taught that we are filthy scum of the earth and that Jesus had to come and, and be tortured and die on our behalf to absorb God's anger. But that's not what this is saying. This says that the miracles honor us because we are lovable. In other words, God was never, ever angry with us. God only loves us. So when we receive a miracle, whether that's like a limb growing back or a mindset changing, whatever kind of miracle it is, that miracle dispels the illusions about ourselves and it perceives the light in us. So when we receive that miracle, again, we can say, oh, wow, you know, God does love me. I, I must be worthy and dispel that illusion. The miracles atone for our errors by freeing us from the nightmares. The nightmares being the illusion of separateness, the illusion that I am separate from you and you are separate from me and we are separate from God. <clears throat> so by releasing your mind from the imprisonment of those illusions, they restore your sanity. When we understand that we are holy and that God does love us, that is a sane thought. The idea that, that we're horrible and it's only by the grace of God that he decided to send Jesus and take our punishment for us that we so strongly deserved. Those are insane thoughts. Those are not reality. That is completely disconnected from reality. But that's what we're taught from little on up. So there is no condemnation. But in this principle, it says that the miracles honor us because we are lovable and they dispel the illusions that we have about ourselves and they perceive the light in us. And when we can receive a miracle and we can, we can know more deeply and with more reality that love and light that we are, that restores our sanity. Principle 34, 
Miracles restore the mind to its fullness. By atoning for lack, they establish protection. The Spirit's strength leaves no room for intrusions. Again, restoring the mind to its fullness, restoring our sanity. Atoning for lack. When we feel like we are separate, there we perceive lack. But the miracle atones for lack because it brings us back to the, the place of sanity where we know we are not separate. So we know that we do have everything that we need. And it says they establish perfect protection. When we understand that there is no lack and there is nothing to fear and there is nothing to be angry about because all there is is love, then we are protected from that. The Spirit's strength leaves no room for intrusions. So when we recognize the spirit realm and we begin to understand the true reality, when we understand that we are in the spirit realm and we are spirit and we are holy and righteous and perfect and good, once we know that, there are no more room, there is no more room for intrusions. Those thoughts, once we get that reality, those thoughts cannot intrude on us anymore because the spirit gives that depth of knowledge, that strength, and then there is no room. There is no opposite of love. So there is no room for intrusions. 35. Miracles are expressions of love but they may not always have observable effects. I think that is relating back to principle number one, where it says there, are, there is no order of difficulty in miracles. One is not harder or bigger than another. They are all the same. All expressions of love are maximal. And I think what number 35 is talking about, where it says they may not always have observable effects, Again, miracles can be something as a change in mindset. And that is not smaller than raising a physical body from the dead. A shift in mindset will allow you to see with more clarity what is the truth. And all miracles are expressions of love. And all expressions of love are maximal. There is only love, and when love is expressed, there is no holding back. They may not always have observable effects, because if you give someone an expression of love, but they don't receive it, the miracle was given, the person just didn't receive it. So the miracle, the expression of love was given, but it did not have any observable effects. Maybe something is beginning to shift in that person, in their perspective, in their perception. Something is beginning to shift, and that's a miracle too. There just has not been enough of a shift yet for there to be any outward sign of it. 
So as long as you're expressing love, what you're doing is an expression of love, then you are working miracles. And don't worry about the observable effects because they may not always have observable effects. I do believe they will eventually. All right, moving along to number 36. Miracles are examples of right thinking, aligning your perceptions with truth as God created it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Miracles are examples of right thinking. When the miracle occurs, your perceptions have been aligned with the truth as God created it. And when your perception is aligned, it is an example of right thinking. So miracles are examples of right thinking. Aligning your perceptions with truth as God created it. And I think that this is like a definition of humility. A lot of people think that to be humble or to be in a place of humility is like self-abasement, like beating yourself up and humiliating yourself and making yourself look stupid. What humility actually means is agreeing with God, even though something appears different. It's like, okay, somebody has some sort of illness. Um, They have a tumor and it's grown out of their armpit and it's the size of a grapefruit. And God says, you are whole, you are well. And you say, but, but I got this tumor. And I actually know a guy who had a a tumor. Well, I don't know him, but I met him once. Had a tumor grown out of his armpit the size of a grapefruit. And as long as he paid attention to that tumor and kept talking about that tumor, that tumor stayed and it grew, it grew. And when he finally aligned his perception with God in that, no, I am well, I am whole, the tumor went away. Zip. Gone. So he aligned his perception with what God said is true, and there it was. Okay, well, that's it for today. I love all that about shifting perceptions. You can, you can shift your perception in an instant, and that's a holy instant. We'll get into that further on into the text. I'm so looking forward to continuing with this. I came across an old proverb a number of years ago. It said, to learn, read. To understand, write. To know, teach. And that's what A Course in Miracles is about. There's the the text that you read as a student, and then there's the workbook, and then there's the manual for teachers. And the manual says the teacher and the student are one. It's not that I know more than you, and I'm teaching you. I'm teaching it, and I'm learning it while I'm teaching it. It took me over four and a half years to read the text, and now going back through it, I can't believe how much I really grasp. It's quite a monumental work. 
Anyway, um, if you want to uh, leave me any messages, questions, or comments, get the Anchor app and you can leave me a voice message on there or go to anchor.fm or you can comment on my Facebook page, A Course in Miracles for Regular People. And also now I have a Twitter also called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. So you can contact me in all of those ways. I welcome interaction. I would love to have conversation with you guys about this. And again, please like, share, review. I'd like to get our listenership up to about a thousand listeners. And then maybe by this time next year, we'll be able to have Marianne Williamson come on the episode. That would be so exciting. And, um, So, many blessings. Thank you for listening. I love you. Namaste.